1: I did it. We're in, folks. Hello, welcome to the last episode of the most.
0: Do you think I'll make it through this episode without crying? No, Drew. Absolutely not. I bet you I won't. I'm really good at crying. Like I cry, I cry
1: at the drop of a hat. You are a soft touch. Yeah. uh, Which is which? You know what? I I consider a a uh, uh, an asset or a, a good quality rather um than 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 being made of stone uh that's I'm just... just
0: i'm just excited for it to go away one day to no longer <laughs> have. like I, I keep thinking i'll grow out of it
1: uh no i well here's the thing i feel like being a soft touch de- never decreases with time if anything it'll only increase because yeah. every because every you know every friend's dad i know or like my uncles that are soft touches just have gotten more so with age like i i Ugh. think I, yeah i'm sorry drew so if you're already this way now uh, yuck All you have to look forward to is like looking at like a a bookcase and just getting sad because there are so many books you know what i mean just like right 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 i'll never
0: get to read them all
1: right exactly you just you'll be uh, small nuanced things uh and uh uh, little bits of uh, of human poetry will bring you bring you to your names we're gonna say our names why it's the last episode you don't know us by now if wait, where's the song can we cue it up or we get dmca striked if you don't know us by now you will never ever 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 know us <laughs> i don't know that what song is that um it uh, it's it's a it, i'm pr- pretty sure it's a 90s slow jam mm. um that it has all the hallmarks musically i'm not gonna sing it but it has all the hallmarks musically of being like a fuck oh, it's simply red Got simply red it. okay yeah okay um which has like all the you might as, as well
0: just go to the two box we're just gonna fuck around yeah. the whole time like yeah this is, it, that's yeah. andrew i'm Drew. I mean, there are I'm, no guests today yeah there are this no guests it.
1: this is it this is what you get um but yeah that song by simply red has musically sounds like a fuck jam but is 100 like a breakup song yeah. um and sometimes sometimes there's some overlap on that venn diagram sure but um but no yeah that's like a yeah, Simply Red. Uh, if you don't know, my, know me by now, uh, you'll never, ever, never know me. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a breakup song. But yeah, musically, it's got like, it's got those like, you know, that groove, that swell. Uh, I'm so sax. bad at 90s R&B. If
0: there was like one genre that I don't know very well, 90s R&B. Can't figure, don't. Every time someone's like, oh, it's a 90s R&B song. It's like, cool. Count me out. If it's not, I'll always answer Casey and Jojo. I'll just say Casey and Jojo, <laughs> or I'll say boys to men. And if it's not those two things, I'm out, I'm done. Here's the thing, boys to men, solid shot in the oh, dark. If you're I, hitting, I give, <laughs> I, all of night I'm not saying that I don't enjoy 90s R&B. I just wasn't, I mean, just my mom was only listening to contemporary Christians. So if you want if you want me to uh, uh, sing some Stephen Steven Curtis Chapman back at you. I got you covered but if you want me to do anything that's uh r&b or i don't know what the kids call it good music no no <laughs> chance in hell so
1: yeah i man that was such a blind spot for me as a kid as well i mean i was in the kind of in the same boat as you know growing up in a religious household listened to a lot of uh, uh jars of clay and mm-hmm. bullshit like that or that's that's mm-hmm. what was on that was, was on like my mom's uh uh radio or like well, so,
0: yeah, i mean this is what you listen to in the car when you drove around so i was like that's what you are listen that's the most thing you're gonna listen that's the thing you're gonna listen to the most like right kinda... but i
1: mean there was there was some of that but then honestly it was a lot of oldie more more than anything it was oldies and classical is what i listened mm. to so like but i remember going to like a friend's birthday party and him getting a boys to men cd and just being like he was so excited about it i was like <laughs> Cool, cool, I just yeah. I remember being like, oh, I don't know what that is, being a very yeah. like very early example of like, oh, things that people my age really like that I am completely ignorant of or clueless right. about.
0: Again, again, I was raised not homeschooled, but homeschooled adjacent, where I was just like, right. it was- uh,
1: Not yes. homeschooled, but like I said last time, Oklahoma. Oh, well, just right. like- Yeah, Oklahoma, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, school That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> there it is. We did it. No more pitches. Done. We Done. Arri- we've arrived. Um, yeah, I that I the the distinct memory that that lives in my brain is like seeing, you know, friends when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, like getting a boys to men CD and then being like, wait, aren't you also six? Like, why are right. you, like, why are you into this? Like, you know, uh, new. Uh, this this new music. Don't you just listen to what your parents listen to? You have your own taste. Crazy. Yeah. Um. But ninety. I mean, nineties R and B is some some like ah oh, some classic jams in there. But I understand it being a blind spot if you grew up yes, uh, in a religious household. Uh, in, in the nineties. I remember. Um, I, I might have talked about this on the on the podcast before, but it um. Or maybe on this podcast or the RT podcast, but I remember the last time I was in San Antonio, speaking of the radio, last time I was in San Antonio, I was listening to the radio and the oldies station that's in San Antonio. Mm. And I there's, heard- there's,
0: there's two oldies now. There's like first wave oldies and second wave oldies. Did you know this?
1: Well, that is that. That is the chilling tale I'm about to tell you is that- Oh, I no, turned I on, cut your- I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I turned on the oldies station and uh, heard the Beastie Boys. <gasps> and that like chilled me to the yes. bone my friend to Brutal. hear to like turn on the same station that when i was a kid was playing chuck berry right like 50s oldies like first wave oldies to then hear like so what you want right um was a devast like i i was like checking the state like check the station like double checking
0: and being like what is this what is this
1: surely surely not no it's like yeah the second wave oldie station now songs from the 70s 80s and 90s are oldies which i mean time makes fools of us all but good god um that was um, a that was a that was a that was a a cold mirror to look into was hearing that (gasps) that fucking song Bleak. i'm not
0: used i'm not used to having this you and i here i'm used to you talking to the guests and allowing me to like i am right by a window that has like a i'm looking at the birds and like the squirrels and stuff and then like answering <laughs> yeah. ch- like i have time to answer chat usually when you're talking to the guests and it's not you're talking we're talking to each other there's no i can't escape <laughs> i'm i uh my whatever whatever attention deficit problems i have are uh, on full display today folks like <laughs>
1: The wiggling of the mic, yeah. the
0: looking out the window. There is nowhere for me to go.
1: No, you're you're uh, a deer in headlights, man. Yeah, there's no the whole time. Yeah, uh, with with fucking uh, you know guardrails on either side of the highway. Cause there's nowhere I, to run.
0: Because I keep thinking like, oh, Andrew's talking to who's Andrew talking to right? Now? Oh, he's talking to me. It's just me. It's just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No. This is this is it. No guests for the last episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, we just wanted I, to, to wrap with y'all. The, uh,
0: the, the, the the solutions were is the most guests we could have and then we realized we don't care enough to book that many people and everybody's very busy oh yeah um, so we just thought fuck it let's just do the least amount of guests, which is zero That's right the, the most least guests so
1: uh, it's true and uh, this this episode will be titled thanks to, to Maxie Maxi gave us the title uh, for this episode last time this title the title of this episode will be the most with the hosts. Um, which is very, very good. very good. Uh crushed it. Home run, home run maxi Um, yeah, we appreciate her uh uh telling stories. And in fact, I feel like uh one of the questions, so I I I just pulled a bunch of like random questions. Oh today no, today. right, right. Pulled a bunch of random questions from from like the Twitter. Some people wrote in, uh, and then just ones from the hopper, because we're just we're freewheeling uh today. Sure. Um, but uh Speaking of Maxie, uh, she told perhaps, I'm just going to jump in with this first question and we'll like meander along the way because that's what this fucking show is. Uh, One of the questions was, what's the most memorable answer to a question on the show?
0: The Hulk Hogan story. Maxie's Hulk Hogan story.
1: Maxie's Hulk Hogan story is probably one of the best uh, answers to a question on the show.
0: top, top, Top three for me were. Maxie's Hulk Hogan story. Noelle's spooky story to tell in the dark, the one where they're on the bridge. Oh. And yeah. then the very first episode where we found out that Eric Badur was a, a little train conductor at the zoo. Um,
1: <laughs> the right. The littlest conductor.
0: The yeah. littlest conductor. And then maybe my fourth favorite one was the one that we had to re-record because it was illegal to say out loud. That was a
1: That's a special treat. Yeah. The forbidden episode. Uh, yeah. The
0: forbidden episode. Mm.
1: Um 100 yeah. percent uh yeah if uh for those of you <laughs> tuning in for the first time or if you never saw the Maxi episode um go back and listen to that one it's a classic tale of kids being kids and then being uh uh, uh then like like an angel from uh the Bible uh Hulk Hogan appears and says do not be afraid <laughs> And just uh, just blow some people blow some kids minds one of those people one of those kids being maxi when she was in high school I think they were like filming some they were like making some video like playing in a fountain or something
0: she also told the story really well like it was a really well rehearsed like it was timed and delivered and like she just did a great job with like each each new piece of information was an unexpected bend and so i i really love uh that, maybe that's the number one story i think for sure
1: yeah i i i feel like for um uh it, it's uh, she tells it in a way that's like ah you've had 15 years to this story yeah uh to to its uh, you know purest form. this is uncut this is this is never the story ain't been stepped on this is like pure pure uh puree. this is like the best stuff and it's great uh it's a great story i would also say uh noel's spooky story about like his car uh again go back and listen to that one it's from like october 2020. wonderful story and noel tells that one really well too that's mm-hmm. again like some of the best stories on this show are, are are like you know very good stories but great because they're told really well um right and noel has that story down uh really really well i was gonna also throw in one of my favorites from from the run was um sam reich's story about uh sleep oh, paralysis the the and,
0: fucking sleep paralysis demon yeah
1: this his sleep paralysis demon visiting him in his doorway every night and like hit a, a faceless dark figure leaning but, over him but while he's sleeping but since
0: sam was on the show um it comes up on my TikTok quite a bit. The the man in the dark hat is like, I, I've been doing research about it and it's a ubiquitous thing across many cultures that involves sleep paralysis. And it's the tall man in a broad brim hat. And it's just like, that's not, except I can't. It's Cad Bane,
1: fuck? guys.
0: No. Right, it's right, Cad exactly.
1: Bane uh, from Star Wars. He's, uh, he, yeah, that's- unf- It's,
0: it's Blorco from Star Wars.
1: <laughs> it's Blorco. Yeah. Uh... What is she proposing? Sorry. I, nothing will be funnier it's the, than all it's the, the best: uh, line. a- 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 it's so lines. Funny.
0: Oh, what is she proposing? And this is salt are the two best Star Wars lines.
1: <laughs> I, I <was> re- it's, <laughs> salt. It's, it's salt. It's uh, salt. I was recently, so I, uh, I, it was, I it was probably the Disney app because um, they're one of uh, four companies that exist. So I was sure. going through the Disney app and, you know, every movie on there or show has a thumbnail. And, um, the, the most, the most recent star war, uh, uh, not the last, is it the last Jedi? What's the one with, uh,
0: oh no, that's, uh, uh, the extra last Jedi, the rise, the rise of, Skywalker. of Skywalker.
1: Yeah. The rise of Skywalker, the, 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 the you know, the latest in the trilogy and the newest trilogy. One. Um, the thumbnail for that one is Emperor Palpatine, like, with, like shooting lightning. And it's like. Well, I mean, I, guess, I know that's revealed in the opening crawl, but it's just like, wow, well, okay. Spoiler um, alert, like, I guess. Yeah, I guess. There, there you go. Now you know. Um, right. He's back, baby. I just thought that was a very fun choice for a, a thumbnail. You're like, oh, we, we never saw uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what? What the fuck? The end, right. Yeah, the end. Uh ah
0: jesus christ someone in chat uh mentioned their favorite uh who was it who said it It was uh uncomfortable spider they mentioned uh one of their favorite episodes was when we had emily on and we were all talking about raw dogging. raw dogging a glass of milk um, (laughs) which is still one of the funniest this rd and a g of m is just like the funniest (laughs) phrase that like has no context outside of Uh, this, like, you don't, we will never, I'll never say it again. There's no, there will be no place that I can bring that up and be, like, it'd Uh, be as funny as it was that day.
1: Absolutely not. No, that is, that is currency from a country that no longer exists. That is uh, is unspendable, untransferable, untransferable credits. Um, Yeah, raw dog, a glass of milk. Ah, what? (laughs) Just, just a, I mean, like a sleeper cell activation phrase, just like something that's so... (laughs) so precise that right. as to not mean anything anywhere else. and bizarre yeah yeah yeah
0: mm. uh decida is uh decida's in the chat she's uh she she's making fun of how i said raw i said raw dawing and uh refuse <laughs> it won't won't let me ever make a mistake thanks decida
1: yep on top of it on top of things yeah no uh raw dawing is when you're using uh, uh, a digital audio workstation without um, a mouse. Deep
0: deep music cut. Oh, did you listen to Jacob Collier yet? Did you listen to him?
1: I haven't. I have not. Okay. I've not put him on the put him on the uh, mix. I'm but trying I, to get. I, I look up in a picture of him, and I've seen him before because I think he does a lot of like YouTube tutorials and shit. It's
0: just Trevor. It's just Trevor from Achievement Hunter. That's who that is. It's just <laughs> it's him. Um, but uh, if anybody out there in, in, uh and in, his uh, work, you were talking. You you did a deep cut of uh, sound mixing. Uh, whatever a DAW is. I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to get tickets to the Jacob Collier show in April. So if anybody knows a promoter that works for emos in Austin, uh, I'd like to go. (laughs) It's one of those shows that it's like, it's sold out. Uh, I'd like to use any sort of like small modicum of power that I have in order to uh, shoulder my way into this concert. (laughs)
1: Listen. If having a uh, a lightly popular show, not popular enough, lightly popular show uh, <laughs> from a, a uh, you know a, a mid tier internet video game media company is good for anything, it's uh, broadcasting at least uh, out into the world to get tickets to a show. Come on, come through, yeah, people. Come through. It should be good for something. Um, so yeah, Jacob Collier, if you got tickets. <laughs> Hit Drew up.
0: Give, uh, give I need. T- I'm looking for two. I'm looking for yeah. two tickets.
1: Give me two Utah. I I tweeted, two. I, tweeted it, I
0: tweeted it. I tweeted it yesterday or the other day, and I immediately got two DMs that were clearly, clearly scammers. They were just like, 100%. "How much do you want to spend?" And I was like, "I don't know, like 35 bucks." I'm like, "Um, okay. Well, we definitely have them." And I was like, "How do I know this isn't a scam?" And they said something like, "Oh, it's not." Like that was their response. Like, oh. "It's definitely not." You could can- no. That's what they said rest assured it's not
1: rest assured <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury right, rest, yeah. assured. rest it's like assured that the the, the language it's it's so it's so fun you can always spot a scam because the language is so tortured or out right. of date or like overly well, proper it's also, like
0: the other part of it was they like i said like my tweet was i i want Jacob Collier Emos tickets, and the response was, "I have Jacob Collier Emos ticket." It was just like they—it was assumed that Jacob Collier Emos was one. They didn't do any due diligence on the research. They just thought Jacob Collier Emos was the name of the band.
1: Right, Jacob Collier. Yeah, exactly. It's Jacob Jacob Collier Emo. Uh, right, that his that that famous artist we know and love. Jacob um, Collier yeah, Emo, we all know. That's him. right. They 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 copy and pasted it from your uh, message. Um, yeah. yeah, oh man, I do. I do miss the tortured pros of bad scam emails and, uh, and messages and stuff like that. It's like, come on. Just I, like, I
0: just enjoy the string along. Like they're just like, I keep, I keep sla- like, t- like I'll DM them back every like two days and be like, Hey, just checking in on this. Like, and part of me wants to be like, you yeah, look, I'll give you $35 for the first, like you send me one ticket. I'll send you $35. You send me the other ticket. I'll send you the other third. But I have to like verify. Like that's my plan is to like see how to get them to either give me scammed tickets or, but also I think <laughs> the dollar amount that I said uh, was too low for them to continue. I was like 35 bucks. And they're like, Oh, I can't $70. The, the, this, scam work- this scam
1: isn't worth it. This scam isn't worth it. This is, this is small potatoes. This is chump right. change. Right. Can't be on the line for, uh, for, to two burritos
0: vip tickets to jacob collier i just want to go to the show that's all i don't need to go backstage or get a t-shirt or a tote bag i just want to hang out for an hour with my friends
1: unless someone out there who's not scamming can somehow uh uh, come through
0: unless jacob collier listens to this show or like (laughs) if fiona Fiona uh, is somehow he's english so if she's somehow friends with him just turns out like she's next door neighbors to Jacob Collier.
1: There we go, Fiona, if you're listening. Uh, that would be nice. That would that would be what uh, what what a what a, uh, what, a, what a boon. What a, what a f- a fitting way to go out. For mm-hmm. the show free is tickets scor- is scoring you free mm-hmm. like backstage passes to the three, show. You know what?
0: I'll 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 request the I'm requesting now three tickets. Me, Andrew, and my partner. So three people, three tickets.
1: Three man. Oh wow! Just uh, just upping the ante. <laughs> the, the the game has changed. Yeah uh now now it's three tickets uh that yeah three tickets and you have to take a picture with them next to today's paper like set them on a set them on a copy of today's paper and take a photo um yeah exactly like it's a ransom um speaking of speaking of uh scams or i i guess uh, uh current events so uh, I'm sure you saw that, uh, uh, idiot who jumped a Tesla. Uh, <gasps> oh, in,
0: yeah, I, 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 tweet, I, uh, re- I didn't retweet it. I commented on your tweet. That you, okay. Yes. I saw that video. Yeah. Explain yourself.
1: Okay. So I saw where this did, video. Where did that happen? In LA. Okay. So sh- I su- surprise. Sh- sh- yeah. Sh- uh, surprise to no one. Um, so yeah, I saw this video and of course, when I see that you see the video of this Tesla being jumped by uh, a total scumbag. You're like, oh, man, well, that Tesla's fucked up forever. That's $100,000 uh, down the drain. Um, and just the kind of uh, a monument to excess that uh, surely we need to wipe out in the revolution. Now, um, you see the Tesla fly over the hill and hit some garbage cans and then hit the back of a car way down the road. hmm and uh and, and smashed into the back of it and i come to find out that the owner of the subaru that was parked down the street belonged to a childhood friend of mine how, how did George. you find this out
0: this feels like a facebook find
1: uh this is an instagram story find this is like uh you know friends of friends uh like again i haven't talked to him in a very long time but it's just weird like oh we were like childhood friends right and this like information hoves into my field of view and you know so trying to you know get him get because the, the person who uh, uh uh was driving the car it was a rental and then they took off so there was like no information besides that getting it like getting uh settlements from that kind of stuff is unbelievably difficult like Ugh and but like, he has there are multiple
0: angles that the thing that pissed me off the most about that is like it wasn't just like oh auto, like i saw a comment that was like autopilot was activated no they obviously did that on purpose no it was a stunt it was from multiple different angles like yeah some bullshit
1: um but you know what really sucks too is like you look at the, his his car which is parked on a hill With its wheels turned into the curb like you're supposed to right uh, park on a hill and you know from the back from the back of his car not terribly damaged it's banged up but um if you don't know this if all the people watching you there you might not know this about parked cars that if you smash into the back of them while they're parked with their like parking brake on and run the tires like over a curb it will just completely fuck your drivetrain completely up. Like cool. it Great. will it will cripple your wheels and your axle and make it undrivable. So you have a car that like, oh, it's like a bad dinged bumper. undrivable. No. totally fucked. Ugh. Yeah. It can be you can ruin a car that way. Um and and that's exactly what happened uh to his car. So um completely uh, again, one of those things where it's just like, ah, uh, the, you know chicanery and mishigas of the internet right um makes its way into real life um and and brings up like flashes from the past that was the other thing too it was just like oh hey (laughs) how are you a a buddy of mine who's like you know a musician in la uh um, and you know it was just like I, i was like you know I retweeted the uh, the GoFundMe because he's you know got a, 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 a L.A., another place you kind of have to have a car um, right um to you know retweeted his GoFundMe to be like hey you know throw him some bones get him back on the road which in L A feels like a punishment it's like it's like let's oh, get, right, let's, yeah. let's let's get him let's back get let's get back. him back
0: let's get you back to work yeah <laughs> yeah
1: let's get him back driving in L A uh, yeah I know that sounds like a punishment but no really uh, helping him out. Um, oh, Mike's gonna play oh, it for Mike's us. Oh, Mike's gonna play play the video for us. Oh, that's so again.
0: Ha- is it, oh, he's the one on the right, or is he? No, he's the one on the left.
1: He's right down there at the end. Boom. Ugh. Yep. It's again, mad. had it not
0: been a uh, Tesla, the it would have flipped over because the engine's in the back.
1: Oh yeah. Or not that's,
0: the. I don't guess the engine's not in the back. It's on all four wheels. But if the engine was in the front, it would have overcorrected and just hit the hood. Like you would have. It would have flipped. It would have finished the flip
1: it would have finished the flip um but again it's it's you know the 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 attitudes and uh disregard for uh people public safety other people's property is on like full display here and kind of everything that pisses me off about the time that we live in um
0: a a non sequitur but only vaguely are you watching severance on apple tv on apple plus
1: i'm not i'm not i
0: it's a a delight it's a really well done show ben stiller directs a lot of episodes it's all about how soul-sucking corporate culture in america is and just in general like working for a giant mega corporate it's the again it goes back to the same thing that i had a problem with the boys where it's like you have these two pieces of art like that are made by people who are critical of the system being bankrolled by the system that they're critical of. And that makes absolutely no fucking sense to me where it's just like, like uh, uh, the whole premise is that in severance, you sever your memories from when you're at work and then they can do whatever they want to, to you while you're at work, but you don't remember any of it. And then when you come home, then you just have your home memories, but you don't have any home memories at work. And so just like basically showcasing the exploitation of the working class. And it's like, in the same way that Apple does to all of their workers in China. Like, it's just like, how do right, you. Right. Exactly. It's like, like
1: the second they make an episode about the like fucking, you know, tritium mines or whatever, like, uh, right. uh, um, beryllium mines, whatever metal they rare metal they need. The second they make one about those, a miner digging up the, the metal they need to make the phones. It's like, right. Mm-hmm. like the
0: older I get, the more, uh, I'm not. I'm never going to. But the older I get, the more I want to read Noam Chomsky. Like I just feel like the older I get, the more I'm just like that gnome guy. He really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> like wait, he really called it in the '80s. Gnome, thank you, thank you Man, for that.
1: Becoming a softer touch in reading Noam Chomsky, I see right. the shawl collar sweater appearing on you. Uh, <laughs> like it's fading in. It's, it's just appearing on your shoulders uh, very good uh, there's, a yeah, rocky, there's a rocking chair in the corner Drew.
0: i'm going to be a patron of the arts i'm going to be a very curmudgeony grandpa who's a uh, very pro pro union i'm going to be a very pro union grandpa um what are, what are some other questions andrew what do, uh... oh yeah
1: yeah um, so uh, this one came from the twitter and i like this question a lot um, so it was sort of the 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 preamble for it was you know we're we're, we're in the industry we're in the biz Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, a, a, an ancillary part, an auxiliary part of the biz. Uh, but you've worked in like on movies and TV shows. And yes, stuff like that. oh I, yes. Um, and so the question is, what's the technical aspect of your work you feel the most important thing to teach a newbie right away?
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it's a great easy. question,
1: um, um, go for it.
0: Uh, hold on one second, I'm trying to get Ally to throw me the, the prize at the end of uh, the show today <laughs> into the room.
1: Who wins it? Um, uh,
0: whoever wins answers the most rapid fire okay there are three things that you need to know in order to start in the entertainment industry and they're all very simple you need to be kind you need to be good at your job and you need to be on time that's it that's all you have to do and if you're really good if you're exceptional like a genius level you don't need to do the other two so if you're very like that's that's how the like i wouldn't condone that behavior However, and you can corroborate this, Andrew, that's how the industry works. So if you are genius level, you don't need to be nice or on time, but not very many people are genius level and it's very rarely forgivable. Um, So as I've done directing work over the last 10 years, uh, I have a very, very, so the way I break down my crew is there's a very small line of people, maybe 20 people in Austin, Texas that, fall into that category where it's like i call them every single time they're my first call they're good they're kind and they're on time and then there's this middle group where it's like i don't mind working with them but there is a, there's a, and there's a ton of them that may not be the best or the kindest or might be sometimes late but they sit kind of in that middle and then at the very bottom uh there are people who can't do all three like they're either very late unkind or not very good and so those like that's just how i divide up and anytime i'm hiring when my producers come to me and are like hey who do you want it always goes that first group and then if i'm out of first group people i guess we can go with the second group but do not hire these people because they can't accomplish those three things
1: exactly and i would say you know if you're just starting out in the biz um it is very important to be the first the former and the latter. It is very important when you're starting out to be both kind and on time. Oh yeah. Cause, cause whatever, we'll be,
0: whatever we'll be, entry level job you're going to get, you're not going to be good at. So you might as well just be nice yeah. and present
1: because I can, I can tell you, you know, from my limited experience though, working in the biz that like, again, there's a, there is a, a, like there is a one page list of people who are genius enough and good enough to not be the other two
0: out of all like out of all of the
1: industry and like i mean is... all of the industry right um because and, i and think I you'll, say... and i think you'll find that even like people who are uh some people who are like genius level are to, are tours and who are doing it uh, who have singular vision and you know are on all kinds of lists a lot of people like they're you know some of them are still very kind might not be on time but are still sure. kind to the people they work with that's huge it's so huge because yeah like you were saying like when you're starting out if you're a newbie you're not going to be very good or you right. might be or you might be like have some like you know blossoming talent or whatever but if you want to be one of the people that like drew like drew said that he calls first man if you're kind and on time that works your way way up. It goes
0: that, very far. It goes
1: very far. Climbs I, you up the list so fast.
0: So that, that's a very production oriented answer. What's a good, like I, I've never asked you for writer's advice, Andrew, but you are one of the best writers I know. What is, what is some good writing advice?
1: Oh, what is some, good <laughs> oh, what is some good writing advice? Okay. Here, here, here's a piece of writing advice that, um, I feel like I came to, um, not not uh, I guess more most recently, but I encountered most recently, which is um, a lot of people will tell you to set aside time to write uh, every day. I, I think that's probably good practice. I don't do it. Um, uh, I I feel much better, you know, either under I feel much better under a deadline or with an assignment or when I'm inspired. Those are that's mm-hmm. when I like to write. Um, because I feel like just kind of like turning out pages or, or chittering off stuff, uh, for me, it has diminishing returns. But anyway, what I was going to say is I think a good piece of writerly advice is practice on how to, if you're writing scripted things and you're writing... Um, this is like very like nitty gritty. There's plenty of books on structure. So I'm not going to talk to you about like writing structure. There's plenty of stuff that can, there's all kinds of advice out there on the proper way to do things. But one, I think the most difficult ways, most difficult things to do in writing. And I say, practice this is how to start something. And I mean like, Oh,
0: that's very good.
1: And I mean like, so recently writing something where it's just kind of fade up and characters are talking. The most difficult way, especially in comedy, if you're writing comedy, especially is just like, what is the impetus for these people to be where they are saying what they're saying? And what, so what's the first line someone says? So you have to like understand, and I think getting good practice on just starting something, starting dialogue, starting a conversation, that is a very good thing to work on and practice because it always feels the most unnatural if it's not done well is sure. the very beginning of a scene and there's like a lot of advice too about you want to get into a scene after it started and leave before it ends that's the i love
0: I, I love seeing how far i can push that rule that's one of my favorite things about scene writing is just how late can we enter this and it still have context and the information that i how little because i'm not <laughs> i i hate writing like i don't i i uh it is part of the passion but like um it's most, again, show me a writer who enjoys writing and I'll show you a bad writer. Like that's the, uh, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, and, and, and so like, that's the thing for me is like, how little can I write in order to get myself, get the point across and get out of here?
1: It's like, yeah. I mean, there is, there is an element of that. Absolutely. And I, you know, one of the things that I observe it's, it, this is a, this is a quirk. I don't know if this is a quirk of mine, but it's, it's definitely something that sticks out Uh, to me when I'm watching things is and it's I I don't know if it's just upticked in the past few years or if I'm just observing it on more shows or I'm more attuned to it which is just what I like to call as you know I am the president lines oh sure oh it's gotten worse during COVID like
0: exposition lines have gotten much worse during COVID I don't know what that is maybe it's like newer writers coming into the rooms or but yeah as you know, I am the president. It's such a great way to say that.
1: Just uh just unbelievably I mean a a cinder block of clunky dialogue yeah. that just j- just wrestles its way into a scene where it's like listen, you're my sister and we go back ever since mom did that thing. You know that we're it's like oh my god the, the, that kind of expository dialogue just yeah. really I, again it's one of those things where it's like i don't know if it's wrong it just feels wrong the, the um, thing that, and it the feels thing that, very bad
0: <laughs> the thing that's irksome to me about screenwriting that um you can't really escape is uh comma name comma uh which like humans don't i don't call you by your name ever and so like mm. a lot of shows, it's always like, get to the point, Dan. And it's like, oh, like y- you need to name these characters of like as a as a viewer, you need to understand what their names are. But like people don't talk like that. And so like the like the dialogue of common name, comma, like what were you doing here, Steven? This isn't the place to be where it's just like. Right. Oh, exactly. Shoehorning their name in.
1: People's uh, names, uh, outside of introductions, people's names are rarely said in casual right. conversation once you know the person. So oh. getting that exp- exposition out of the way is very difficult.
0: The the worst example, and I don't know why they did this, was in the new Batman, The Batman. The Have you Batman. seen it? Yes. Batman, uh, yes. Did you like it?
1: I, I like the... Uh, uh, um, sort of world's greatest detective-y uh, aspects sure. of it. You know, the the, the Zodiac 7-ness of it. Because that's what I've been waiting for in a Batman. Is just uh, is him to be an actual detective and it's right. be a little bit more... Uh, anyway, continue. What were you saying? Cat-
0: Catwoman calls him Vengeance regularly through that movie as though it's his name. And, like, says it in the way that I just said it. Like, what do you... I think there's a line where she goes, well, what do you think about that, Vengeance? And I'm just like, this guy... Yuck. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did it for the record, I did not enjoy the Batman. Uh, I, I, uh, I did enjoy the Gotham, but Batman did nothing. Like had, had Batman not been in that movie, but uh, he didn't solve the crime. Like no. all Dano flooded, like, um, things happened. And then, uh, like he doesn't do like, he's completely passive the whole movie. Uh, had, Which, had he not been in the movie it, the movie still would have been structured the exact structure. same and then, and then it was just <laughs> and then it was just like a little thing. shit and then he was like a little shit the whole time when Wait. he wasn't even doing anything and so I was Wait. just uh, very and then oh and then tonally it felt like it was trying to be both it was trying to be all the things that had preceded it it was like there were some moments where it was like oh there's the tim burton the, version there's the, oh, Nolan... there's the like there, when he's in the uh uh the when he does that base jump and they have the camera mounted to his like horns, to his ears. Uh, I was like, horns? "Oh, that's a very yeah. like sh- a very like Schumacher moment." And that is like laughable. Like it's a that go- what a goof. And then it was like, yeah. "Oh, now it's being serious." Now Paul Dano, Paul Dano's Riddler is so serious. <laughs> uh, I love the way. I
1: love the way it's like. Vengeance. Yeah. Did you not clean your room, Vengeance? <laughs> what did we talk about?
0: Also, uh did we talk about the full Dano? Was this on this podcast about the full Dano and the Batman last week? No, we didn't. No, we the, didn't. So, uh, so, like, with Paul Dano, he is a quiet actor who then becomes an insane person. So, like, oh, every might have every talked about that. Yeah. Every role that he plays he does the full Dano where you're really quiet and then you get really loud. And in this, he, they just gave, they're like, go ahead and just be the full Dano. And like, you don't earn it. You don't earn his insane, like the, the ramp up to him being a wild man. And so it's not as effective as him. And then also why didn't, why did they bill him? They should have, they should have hit him like they did Kevin Spacey in seven. They should have pulled a seven. Where like sure. Kevin Spacey refused to be on the poster, and you don't know who the bad guy is, and then it turns out, oh Paul Dano what the fuck?
1: What so, the fuck yeah, yeah 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 that's that is the that is the the curse of the of the dano is i I know what you're talking about is right. it's like yeah, he's quiet soft spoken like you know um and then goes insane and it's that that's that dynamic that you're paying to see right um is to for him he, to go from quiet yeah. to big um but yeah i uh Sorry. I wanted to go back really quickly to, uh, the, the, so advice, uh, to, yes, to wrap sorry, up question. I
0: derailed, I derailed to Batman. I just, no, to- uh, this is why I'm not allowed to answer questions. Ever.
1: <laughs> this <laughs> no, was the okay. point.
0: This is guys, this is why I don't answer questions because I <laughs> rabbit trail everybody to death
1: to death. Uh, no. So yeah, uh, newbies out there, uh, some writing advice. I would say get good at starting scenes. Cause once you're starting a scene, um, things can roll and it's usually a, a helpful tip is if you're writing a scene is to have one again this i guess maybe this comes from like sketch comedy Is just like if it's there's three people in the scene or there's two people in the scene one person is doing something out of character and so that 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 requires someone to ask a question and then once a question is asked now your dialogue is going because that's the whole thing and then another thing that is very important is and that i always try to do you know when writing like comedy dialogue is it comes from again this is not new information but it comes from the character. so like there are bizarre or it comes from a complete and and utter break from a character um and, and into the into the absurd so yeah. you know a a character from you know 100 years ago knowing something about you know computers if like you know what i'm saying like if for Mm -hmm. some reason for like one line they know something very, very modern and very, very precious and just a break in reality that can be very funny. Um, But dialogue and all this stuff it's just about reaction it's about how characters react to the other people in the scene it's playing away from the ball. Um, that's, that's so much of what, uh, dialogue within a scene is, especially for, you know, for me, um, and the goals that you're trying to get out of, like, what do you need to get out of this specific scene? So that's what I would say.
0: The, the biggest piece of, and I'm not as, again, not as skilled of a writer as you. And I finally tried this out for the first time the other day is the idea. And I, I think you've probably heard this before but Neil Gaiman's style of writing, he has this little gazebo in his backyard mm. and his rule for writing is you can do nothing or you can write. And so that was something that was really profound to me the other day where it's like, a lot of times I'll try to like do my taxes or build a Gundam or something where it's like, I got, but if you set aside, <laughs> if you set aside an hour for writing, if you set aside an hour a day for writing or whatever, and you wanna complete a project, uh, he has a little chair that he sits in and then he'll sit in that chair until he decides that he's ready to write. And then he'll write. And if he doesn't want to write, he'll just do nothing. And eventually your brain will get so bored at doing nothing. It'll be like, I guess, I guess I'll write. Like, I guess this must <laughs> be what it is. Like, That's I, I, yeah, Yeah. No. And it's and like, th- that gives you the, the illusion of choice. Like you're welcome to do nothing and sit here and stare out the window, but you can't play on your phone and you can't get on Twitter. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. Or, you can write and that that helped me out a lot the other day where i was just very stuck and was like i'm just gonna sit in this chair until i'm ready to write
1: <laughs> <laughs> again vengeance sit in that chair and you right. and you have to sit in that chair vengeance. and you write something um yeah that's a very that's that that's good that's good practice or, or practice that's like a good uh, uh practical advice for for getting things done i would say um also, there's, I'm going to relate this to painting too, because uh, it's very, I think it's very true of a lot of like other art forms as well, which is like good practice. It's good exercise. Mm-hmm. This is an exercise that I've been trying to do with the, like some like uh, uh, some smaller paintings, which is there's some painting exercises you can do where you, you're, you're limited to like 50 strokes. So you approach a painting, you like have your subject, either it's a photo reference or you're out pla- painting plein air or whatever it is, but. You have to complete the painting in 50 strokes which is wildly difficult because you're trying to distill an image down to its essence and its values and its color in 50 strokes so you have to think very carefully about every stroke and it's a very it's a very helpful activity it's a very helpful um bit of business when thinking about like translating translating an object to a canvas to, to painting something that you're seeing and i would say like so much of writing is the same way is that like more often than not you will have you will be writing and editing down i know very few inst- if if you're if you're ever in a situation where you're like oh i need to fill pages that's a bad sign premise wise right. More, everything I've ever written that I liked, I had to cut like 10 pages out of it. So like yeah. writing is editing. That's the biggest thing. So what was,
0: uh, what's the Simpsons guy name? that I always bring up the the recluse? Uh, John Schwartzwalder. John Schwartzwalder. Yeah. He, uh, he he has this really, the only uh, interview he's done with the New Yorker where he was like, oh, the first draft is, uh, I call, I, I, I say that the crap elves do it. And I just go in and I write. <laughs> and I let the crap elves do their job. And then I pretend like I wake up the next day and overnight someone has written something for me. <laughs> and then like, I go back and I reedit everything that the crap elves did. And somehow I turn it into something good. But like, that's the, uh, that's his yeah. big thing is these little shit elves that come overnight and, and fix things for it and or, like, make something for him. Cause again, the initial momentum is the problem. That's, I mean, I think for most writers is the inertia. Again, inertia in any form is the hardest part of getting something going. Like, is just to do it is just, just to start
1: yeah again practice starting scenes it's very helpful right. uh because yes. once you have, once you have the pieces on the board then you can play with them but it's so difficult to start people talking and why right. are they talking and also to avoid the many pitfalls that we also named like overly ham-fisted expository dialogue, uh, avoiding the, as you know, I am the president uh, style lines is tough to do. And it's sort of a, it's a, it's a game of finesse, making those seams sort of disappear uh, yeah. while communicating all the information that you have to. Okay, so um, next uh, question. Okay. Uh, let me see, I put a bone down. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, of all the alien species across all of science fiction, which one would you most like to turn out to be real?
0: Mm. You go first. I have thoughts.
1: Um, I'm going to say E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, very good. Um, only because they have uh, uh, mastered faster than light travel, um, but still walk around like they've got no need. They still walk around like cotton Hill, which is one of my favorite things. It's like these aliens have ships that can travel across the galaxy, but still uh, uh, uh,
0: waddle uh, everywhere. They just go. just
1: waddle everywhere. Like cotton Hill. Also they're environmentalists. And I feel like, you know, Jesus take the wheel. Someone's got to right. do something about this planet. Cause we're fucking it up bad. So, you know, I think the practical answer is probably, uh, probably the uninvasion uh, by the, uh, uh uh by the uh, extraterrestrials the et extraterrestrials um uh but i don't know i uh, maybe uh you know i'm i'm partial okay.
0: to the to the grays simply because i think they're the most likely that actually exist and like i'm a pretty i don't talk about uh aliens much cuz um i'm only afraid of two things one of them being lightning and the other one being aliens and uh uh <laughs> And I've read a lot of like dubious literature about these <laughs> these aliens. I, I i read so i I haven't seen communion, but I've read communion and it is uh like the level of detail and again it's all uh, good writers write imaginatively and he was a horror writer before he was anything else but uh just like, I don't know man like why his whole thing was that like he was basically um like abducted throughout his life and had these horrible like horrible experiences Mm -hmm. and and he tells it from a first person point of view and so you're just like why would you say this with truth why would you let why would you like let this information out if it was a lie
1: i mean aside (laughs) from that like
0: like again, fame at what cost at that, at that, like, right. at, like yeah. where she's like, Oh yeah. Like now everyone believes that you're the alien guy. Like you're saying this is a, a wholly true account. That's really right. Putting your neck out there in order for this to be a valid thing. And I, I've just, ne- I've never, cause thinking about like reading that book, I've never met a person so convicted to be famous in order to create those style of fabric. And I know that they exist. I've just never met one. So I think right. that's probably as rare as meeting an extraterrestrial is this part, this type of person. I know they, I mean, I'm sure they're out there. They're all over TikTok, Uh But like, <laughs> yeah, I think that if there was a type of alien, it would just be the grays, the Zeta reticuli grays from wherever,
1: wherever from parts, hither and yon from parts yeah. unknown. Zeta yeah. Reticuli, Right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, um, compelling and probably the most yeah i mean honestly probably the most realistic but i that is such a fascinating thing it's like like yeah you do realize in this in my like in this quest for uh uh, fame of being abducted i admit to the most embarrassing things like a human being could be possibly subjected to and like the excruciating detail that i described like being probed and like you know strips down and like my family left me and all this stuff it's like again like if i was out to just like sell books it 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 cost me everything to like sell you know i don't know i i I, there's something definitely something to that right uh aliens Uh, are all over TikTok. says says the chat i'd be there (laughs) uh question mark maybe yeah, I mean, you guys gotta be on. The, I mean,
0: they're there. I mean, I'm on. I'm on Aliens TikTok for sure. I'm on. Uh, I've, I've got it. I've got my my finger on the pulse for that guy. Okay. Uh, well,
1: next question. You think
0: we, yeah. Next question. Go for it.
1: Um, uh, what's the most lost you've ever been? you never answered this question. This was one question from way back. What What's the most lost you've ever been, Drew?
0: uh this one's this one makes my heart race just talking about it so when i I was tour managing george watsky and um there were two instances where I, i wouldn't call it loss but just like i was so i was tour manager we were in europe and i booked our uh flight home from they needed to fly from switzerland to london and then london to new york and so I thought we booked the flight to London and I thought it was the Swiss pronunciation of London, which is L U F T O N. Lufton Lufthin is the other airport in London. That's not Heathrow. And so I booked them the absolutely wrong flight and then didn't find out until the morning that we left. And so it's one of the few times where it's like, I wasn't lost, but I got people very lost. Like it got real scary. And then on the same <laughs> trip, uh, I guess this wasn't lost but we went to the wrong we were like we had a little van that we were put putting onto um a cruise like to go across a bunch of Bering sea shit like we were up we were up in like uh, we were going from Helsinki to Germany so we had to go across I guess whatever that sea is I don't know what it is but we were trying to load up onto a cruise with our van and I had put us at the wrong cruise line in Helsinki and so we had to like flee it like 45 mile like 45 miles away and they like held the boat for us. Oh my God, Um, I think that would be, yeah. All of that tour would probably be the most lost I have ever been just the whole time. Like never having done that job, George took a huge risk on me. And I, I, one of the, I like, I did, I did, I did, a didn't do a very good job and uh, was lost. Like the entire time was just like vaguely confused and kind of drunk for like four months. Um, i'll Man. send you the photo i need to send you this photo because it is the most i didn't cut my hair or shave the entire time i was on tour and there's a photo of me getting off the bus on the last day and i have a upper respiratory infection and am and like some sort of fungus on my body and like i look like a i look like a homeless person like it is uh it's hey, real bad
1: who who pulled drew out of a river like it's yeah, like he's it's
0: a hundred percent like it is it is brutal. And like one of my friends is the keeper of the photo. And so like once every six months, I'm just like, Hey, can you remind me what rock bottom looks like? And he'll just send me the photo. Like, Here you go. Like, this is what it looks like.
1: That's this a good what... thing to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, he took it. Uh, uh, he took it as soon as I got off, like the second I stepped off the bus, the last day of tour and uh, sent it to all of our friends and said like, this is Drew now. I think we broke him.
1: <laughs> Woo! That's good. You need, you need a humbling rock bottom. Uh, Absolutely. You need to have a keeper of the secret, uh, yeah. uh, to, to, to show you every once in a while to like, go oh, you know what? It's not, things aren't all bad. Could be worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, what about you? What's the most, well, you feel like you've answered this question before, but what is the most lost you've ever been?
1: I think it was probably like in a grocery store when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're four and you wander away from your mom, And then you taste the sweet pang of anxiety for the first time, which is like, what's this new emotion that I'm feeling? Sure. Oh, anxiety. Grabbing like the wrong lady's hand. (laughs) Yeah. As a four-year-old, like being lost, like as a child, like, I'm pretty sure I've been more lost than that, but that's the one I felt the most. That's probably when I like. I can still feel that lost. Um, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, uh, and then I guess a more modern, uh, example. I feel like I've been on some pre pre phone, pre phone, smartphone days have been, uh, driving around an unfamiliar city. Uh, oh, yeah. that, that will like really fuck you up. Um, that's, I, yeah, that still gives me a little anxiety. Uh, th- you know, even with smartphones, I'm just like, uh, so I don't, I don't know the rules here. head of
0: production at Rooster Teeth, Doreen, I interned for her when I was 19 and it was right before smartphones came out. And, um, I had her phone number, uh, the office phone number, and they would send me on errands during this internship and I would mm. get lost every time I left the office. <laughs> and so I would call her and she would just answer the phone because they had call ID and she would be like, Drew, where are you? And why aren't you back here? And how lost are you? And she would just finally assumed that every time I called the office, I was horribly lost somewhere in Austin. So uh awesome. shout out to Doreen who <laughs> somehow still lets me work here even though she knows my dark secrets of being a 19 year old weirdo
1: <laughs> who couldn't uh, give find his way out of a paper bag stepped right. out step took one foot stepped outside the studio turned around and the studio was gone like, right exactly yeah <laughs>
0: yeah just like trying to find the Barton Creek I remember like calling my mom in like a blind panic being we like I can't find the mall they sent me to the apple store and I don't know where it is and my map quest directions aren't working it was the Fucking
1: night. <laughs> <Nightmare. laughs> ah, oh, good times, good times. Um, well, we okay. So it's twelve fifty-five. Oh,
0: let's do okay. let's do do rapid fire because we got to try. You have to try to like beat Kayla's score.
1: Okay, let's try to do let's let's try to get the the rapid fire okay. here for the uh last episode of the show. Where? How many I- do
0: you think you're gonna get?
1: I don't know. I can't also answer and keep track. Well, I mean, I guess I can, right. I can, I'm going to, tr-
0: I'm going to try to keep, I'm going to try to do both. Okay. Okay. We'll see how I'm sure it's going to go poorly, but, <laughs> uh, let's, let's find out.
1: Well, then it's right on par with everything else about right. the show thus far, uh, in our, uh, two years of doing it. Um, almost I, I it's, two years. We almost made, almost made it two years. Two years. Almost That's made it two good. years in this thing. Bro- okay. Born out of the pandemic. Yeah. Are you ready? Right. Let's do it.
0: Okay. can you ride a bicycle? Yes. Name a green flag. Uh, Jerry. Uh, do you like it when people sing happy birthday to you? Absolutely not. Should I get this mole checked out? Yes. Is French kissing gross? Yes. Have you ever asked someone to read your screenplay? Yes. What's the shortest you'd want to be?
1: As tall as
0: I am now. Uh, are you handy? Yes. Have you ever caught a baseball at a game? Yes. How far could you canoe in a day? Far. You know what macrame is? Yes. What is the symptom that you looked up on the internet?
1: Uh, scalp.
0: Do you compost? Nope. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? Yes. What's the coldest temperature you've endured? Five degrees. Favorite garbage pizza? Uh, Domino's. What's your go-to doodle?
1: Uh, squares.
0: How many Olive Garden breadsticks do you think you could eat in one sitting?
1: 13. Have
0: you ever wrecked a car? Yes. Best sweet and savory combo? Uh,
1: popcorn and uh, uh, Mike and Ike's.
0: Have you ever been to Italy? No. I am.
1: Woo! How many was that?
0: That was, hold on, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oops, I'm getting a call. Hold please. <laughs> Kayla knows that we're on the most. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14
1: 15, 16, 19, 20, 21, Andrew.
0: Oh, That was pretty good, four short. All right. Wow. So then you just need to, okay. You saw what I was, did you see what I was doing in the document? I was putting X's next to the one that I was actually answering. So I can time, if you I'll close the document so that you're, so I'm technically not looking at it.
1: Okay. 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 Gotcha. 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 Okay.
0: And then you just need to put X's next to the one that I get and I'll be able to time myself.
1: Okay.
0: So the timer starts once you ask the first question. Okay. I'm ready.
1: If you could go back in time and give Alex Trebek a little kiss, would you? Yes. Uh, what's an edible temperature for pork? Uh,
0: 165 degrees.
1: What's something about your job that you still don't understand? Airtable. <laughs> uh, what's something beautiful? What's something that you find beautiful? Uh, butterflies. Have you ever had a tick on you? Yes. What night is trash night? Uh, Wednesday. How much money would you pay to go to space?
0: Uh, Two hundred thousand dollars.
1: Uh, mechanical yellow or drawing pencil mechanical what's something that you're bad but enjoy doing bad at Uh, doing
0: uh leather work
1: have you ever been busted farting
0: yes
1: (laughs) how much of a two liter of dr thunder do you think you could drink in one sitting none what's the tallest you'd want to be six one uh are you in line sight of a skyscraper no uh how loud can you scream very (laughs) most hated movie
0: Uh, uh Citizen Kane
1: <laughs> How long have you known me?
0: Uh three, 4 years. Oh, that was it. That was it. It goes by so fast.
1: It goes by so fast. I got 17. 17. Ugh. Oh. Oh my God, it's so Very much, you, I, you know me. what, I'm, you know what, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a mulligan on at least two, because no. I, I like, f- I like fumbled reading a couple of those questions. That's,
0: but that's, they're poorly worded. They, again, the author of those questions, me, worded them poorly. <laughs> so it's on me either way.
1: 17, <laughs>
0: Kayla's record still stands. Still maybe, stand. that's what, maybe that's what she was calling to just that's make right. sure her record wasn't, wasn't uh, messed up
1: yeah she was getting she was running interference she was running a a a psyop to try to uh uh you know blow our uh our rapid fire uh attempts folks that's it that's the show we did the show we did the most uh goodbye forever um no i again on a serious note i've had a fucking blast doing this show absolutely Uh, it's been really wonderful uh doing this you know over the pandemic and a nice like you know, release and get to talk to y'all and to have guests on and friends over the past uh eighteen months. Um yeah, and you know, it's sad to see it go because uh it's sad when things end. But uh no, I mean we're still working at Rooster Teeth. Uh we'll still be on things and you'll probably catch us on the RT podcast from uh uh you know from time to time. But uh in the meantime, take care of yourselves, stay safe. Uh yeah, and I'll leave uh Drew, do you want to say anything to our, our audience before we go?
0: Be safe. Have fun. Thanks for asking me to do this show, Andrew. Um, had you not, I would not have enjoyed it. The last two years of work as much as I have, and I made um, it through the episode without crying. Hey, look at me. <laughs> <you> <laughs>
1: did. Get out of here, bitches! Uh, quick, so quick! Mwah. we got to get out quick before we tear up. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Goodbye.
0: We love you. Be safe.